All right, folks, welcome to another GD podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Guy DeMarco. We're here at Magnolia Meltdown at Gunline Shooting in Mississippi, and it is warm. It is extremely hot out. It was supposed to be like 103 today. I don't know what it actually got up to, but it is it is warm. Um, I'm just, I got a kind of a special guest with me today. He's helped me out for sure, Mr. Randy Rachel of Rachel Precision. And we're just going to kind of sit here and have a have a gunsmith conversation and just kind of kind of talk to him about his process and kind of what he does and some of his sponsored shooters and how he got involved in in this gunsmithing game. So, how are you, Randy? Man, doing good today. It's it's very hot though. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, even though I've been riding around a little bit in the air conditioner, it is very hot out here. It uh, is. I don't know how hot, but uh well, you saw I changed real fast. I know that <laughs> I know that the guys at the range have these little cooling fans set up on some of the stages that are good today, and we've got some set up under the pavilion, and uh, they've done a lot of good stuff for the shooters today. Absolutely. So, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, you obviously based out of here in Mississippi, but like, where are you originally from? Give me the give me the Randy origin story. <laughs> Uh, I'm originally from Kosciuszko, Mississippi, a little town about maybe 40 minutes from here, north. Okay. And uh, But I live in Canton, Mississippi now, which is about 25 minutes from Gunline. Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, been, I've been here probably living in the area probably, I don't know, seven years now. Okay. But uh, a little bit about me, uh, I'm a machinist by trade. Uh, went to school to be a machinist, uh, worked in the tool and die industry for a long long while, uh, then uh, moved into management, and, uh, and I'm currently an engineer for an aerospace company here in Jackson, and uh, been there uh, 27 years uh, in aerospace and been able to travel all over the country and everything, work on problems and stuff for the aerospace industry and machining background stuff, so it's been a, a lot of fun and uh Gunsmithing kind of came along as a hobby, and uh, I kind of wanted uh, my first rifle built, and uh, I contacted a guy, and I said, I want to have a custom gun built. And I uh, contacted him. I said, well, I'm going to tell him I said, I'm a machinist. And I said, uh, I kind of like to watch you do it because I'm really interested in maybe pursuing this as a hobby, and I'd like to know all the little ins and outs and stuff. So he let me come down, and... Uh, spend some time with him, with him while he was chambering my gun and everything and his name's Don Geraci and uh, Don is a world famous bench rest shooter uh, he's uh, anybody that's in the bench rest game uh, knows Don uh, he's, okay. about, he's in his mid 80's now so uh, he's kind of uh, out of the game so to speak he still does a lot of little stuff around the house and keeps people in guns and stuff like that but I've actually been able to do uh do Don some uh, barrels here for some F-class stuff he's been playing with. So I've been okay. able to return some favors that he's done me by teaching me <laughs> and actually doing work for him now. So Come uh, full circle. Come full circle. And that's, I tell you what, the guy that teaches you a lot of stuff, it's really a pat on the back when you're able to go back and do work for him. Oh, absolutely. So um, just a machinist by trade that wanted to, wanted a rifle and just wanted to see the process and then sure enough you just you got into it me and him kind of hit it off really good and uh once we hit it off i was able to kind of ride his back and ask him questions and do stuff like that and 
for a long time all I did was put on muzzle brakes and just little things like that and learning but the machining aspect to me was easy right because uh, that's all I've ever done since I was uh, 14 years old all I've ever done is machine work I uh, was like two and a half weeks ago right yeah you, at <laughs> least uh, let's see I'm 56 now so that's a long time yeah uh, so uh, I try to pride myself in just good machine work good clean machine work and uh, there's a lot of guys out there that really, you know, give give you that competition because you, I see a lot of people's stuff coming through the shop, and there's some really good gunsmiths out there, really good gunsmiths. Right. Um, so that's who you are. Now we're going to hit you with some of the uh, some of the random the random icebreaker questions here. Um, so you've been doing this a while. Like, when did you when did you have that gun built, and you and you kind of did your uh, went into the shop and kind of learned about gunsmithing uh it's probably been about uh 15 maybe eight 15 to 20 years ago okay and uh started just dabbling at my house after that and didn't really get serious and went through life changes and stuff with right with a you know how life hits you yeah so kind of well aware so (laughs) kind of stepped away from it for a while and uh then uh got back into it and said okay i'm gonna make this a full-time hobby so when i do uh retire and finally get out of it i'll uh you know have something to fall back on as a retirement and something to spend a little time on and enjoy that i enjoy doing okay and uh so uh had uh greg holloway that uh, actually owns gunline him and uh spence pepper actually came by one night and said uh hey we want you to do our rifles for us and i'm like I really don't have a, you know, I really don't want to get that much business and do that much work mm-hmm. And uh, right now. And they said, well, if you start doing our rifles, you know, I'm pretty sure you're going to get kind of busy. And I said, you know what? And I talked to them and talked to them. I said, let's try it out and let's, let's see how it goes. And from that day on, it just, it just like, it was like a storm. It just yeah. exploded. Wild, wildfire. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I, I, I found another passion about going to the matches, being with those guys, hanging out with those guys, hanging out with other guys, and uh, spending time with them on the road and, and meeting shooters. The shooting world has been like a open arms and just great guys. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so that's been, you know, that camaraderie. And even if I don't do their work, it's, you know, it's it's great because it's we all interact and all have a great time. Right. And uh, so that's that's been a big plus for me, and I really enjoy it. So now it's become a passion, not only doing the, the smithing and stuff for people, but actually going to matches, meeting new people, and helping people. Right. Uh, I really like to help uh, young shooters, uh, you know, especially ones that have the ability that actually want to get involved and uh, pursue goals. And uh, you know, uh, you know, I got uh, some little young rimfire shooters right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once, once I kind of got in with them, I kind of learned who they were and what they wanted. And their goals were, you know, like really out there, some good goals. And I'm like, let's see if we can't make that happen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so if you've been doing this for 15, 20 years, who is your shooting partner? Like if you're going to the range, yeah, we can go to the range by ourselves. But who's that person you're trying to go to the range with when you're, uh, when you're going out there? Uh, I I'd probably say Greg or Spence or one of those guys, you know, uh, getting feedback. Okay. Uh, you know, how this works, how this don't work, you know, what what we need to do here, you know, just different ideas. 
So did you ever shoot a shoot a bunch of matches? Were you in the match shooting game and then? A long time ago, I used to shoot a, a high-powered rifle across the course, like military-style. Okay. Yep. And uh, Camp Perry-style stuff. Camp Perry-style stuff, and did a lot of that uh, with some friends of mine from work, and kind of enjoyed it. But just still, shooting just wasn't my thing. Okay. I, re- I really enjoy it, but it's I would rather do a barrel and spar somebody than actually shoot it. Right. Okay. So I've become more of a. You know, I always start my own project and never finish it. It's like I get a barrel done. Well, here's one done. How about take it? Just yeah. take this one. You know, and but uh, that's kind of my passion. I'd rather and when, like a hunting rifle. I'd rather build a rifle for somebody and then go out and have a big hunt and shoot a big deer or something like that. I get that enjoyment. Okay. Um, tacos or burritos? Tacos. Tacos. Yeah. It, like, uh, is there? Is there a favorite type of taco, like a chicken taco or a fish taco? Is there beef? Beef. Yeah. Okay. Has to be beef. Okay. So hunting or fishing? Hunting. Hunting. Mm-hmm. What What do you hunt for? Uh, when I do get a chance to hunt, I like to deer hunt. Okay. That's, that's pretty much what I used to like to do a lot, but here lately, my passion again has become nothing but building the rifle or doing the barrels. Do you like shooting a break or a suppressor? Break. A break okay do you see any accuracy fade with a suppressor or is it just some suppressors some okay. some not so uh, uh you know kind of i kind of see you a lot of tailored your loads a lot of times for the suppressor versus you know a lot of breaks you can interchange and the load kind of stays the same but on a suppressor you know you see some that just have to tailor it just a little bit differently to make it shoot more okay uh hobbies other than shooting and gunsmithing uh, I'd say car racing. Car racing. Okay, what style of car racing? Are we like pretty much Tokyo Drift? Are yeah. we NASCAR? Are we yeah, pretty much NHRA? Pretty much anything with higher horsepower. Uh, again, I'm I'm more like I'd rather watch the engine being built. Okay. Dyno in the engine and watching it run on the car. As far as who, where, or what kind of sport. Okay. I'm, I'm more of the mechanical side of gotcha. it. I, I really like that part of it. Gotcha. Okay, so you machinist by trade. You did some. You do aerospace engineering. I guess that's your day job. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing the doing the gunsmithing. What's um, what's your favorite machine that you got in your machine shop? Hmm. I don't. It's that's hard to say because. Uh, I'm old school, so I really like my manual stuff. Okay. I really like the manual lathe. I really like the manual milling machine and really like that. But my my day job's got me around total CNC, like five-axis machining. Okay. uh, You know, full-blown laser inspection. And, I mean. Oh, wow. You know, high-tech stuff like checking flatness to, you know, 10 millionths, 15 millionths, you know, of an inch. Okay. you know, in my day job, we hold uh, diametral clearances to 25 millionths, and that's, you know, be 25 millionths per side on, like, a hydraulic spool that goes in our air- aircraft. Holy cow. So, talk, yeah, yeah. talk about tolerances. So, you know, and it's all controlled, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot different. But so you understand what a thousandth is. You understand what two thousandths is. You understand dimensioning and tolerancing. So... Uh, you see a lot of that stuff, and people don't understand 
that. But, you know, when you get an understanding for it, you get an understanding how to work it. Right. Okay. So not necessarily a favorite machine, but do you have, okay, so do you have a favorite process in the gun building phase, mainly like barrels and whatnot, but like, are I you? I'd say, I'd say, yeah, I guess uh, anybody that's a machinist, I'd say cutting threads is still just a lot of fun. Okay. I mean, just to make a perfect thread, make a perfect cut, make a perfect clean thread, no burrs, no no edges, no sharp radius, you know, everything radiused and profiled, uh, just good, clean machine work. You know, if it don't look good, you know, yeah. it's just, it's got to look good and check good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what is, what is your, your concentricity check? Like when you're, when you're setting up a barrel to, to cut threads or to cut the, the bore, like what are you getting that, um, then concentricity down to? I mean, I've heard people say like, you know, oh, like it lines up and it's, it's good versus guys that'll be like, nope, it's just a little bit out. I got to keep tweaking it until it's absolutely perfect. Well, you, you strive to make it perfect. You right. strive to make every one of them perfect. Uh, and a lot of times there's no perfect barrel. Sometimes there's a perfect barrel. Right. Uh, I don't use a spud. I don't use nothing going in the bore to check the bore for alignment. I don't use anything to set up my bore. I use nothing but an indicator to line up my bore. Okay. Uh, going in depth and coming out depth and just uh, working it back and forth until the bore is exactly where I want it on the indicator. Uh, you know, land and groove dimensions, looking to see whatever land and groove is. And if the, if the barrel, if it's showing something I don't like, I don't use it. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of good barrels out there. Uh, there's not many bad barrels. Right. Uh, I mean, with the, with the process today, I, it's probably hard to find, like, a bad barrel it's yeah it's getting it's getting from the companies we're getting them from the companies we're getting them from seem to be doing a great job i mean you'll find stuff that's a little bit you know don't look exactly right sometimes and that's that's the benefit i think of using an indicator inside the boards checking everything because you can see what's there you can see how it rises how it falls how fast it falls uh those kind of things like that you can just see the quality somebody put into the barrel Okay. Uh, that that means a lot. So, what is what is the general um, from the time you get a barrel and you put it in the machine to the time it's coming off of the machine and ready to ship out? What does it take you? Not your lead time, but like what does it take you to actually run a barrel from start to finish? Mm, well, old school. You know, you're talking three and a half, four hours probably. Right. You know. And that's on a manual machine, you know. But and that's not including your setup. That's kind of right. just, that's kind of a runtime. Uh, but you know, on an average, it's, on an average, I'm looking. I usually look at probably an hour. Okay. The time I'm spending, but I'm, you know, I'm uh, an hour's fine. I mean, uh, you know, walk away from the machine, walk in, walk in the house, grab something to drink, come back. You know, you're still okay. You're chilled. You're not stressing everything. Right. Uh, but again, again, to me, it's fun. Yeah, so it's your hobby. It's not it's, like you're trying to crank them out because you're. It is. I'm not trying to. These aren't iPhones. No, I'm yeah. not trying to spit them out. And it's uh, you know, and I get backed up. Uh, I spend a lot of time in the shop. 
Uh, my wife's on me constantly. You know, <laughs> uh, take me out on the boat. Uh, hey, let's go on a vacation. So she's been pulling me away from it quite a bit and making me do things to get away from the shop because, you know, not only do I have a full-time job, I'm working in the shop too. So, uh, and I, you know, I know how these guys are, you know, like uh, you take Tate Streeter, for instance, with Impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is nonstop. I mean, he's working, yep. he's working night and day uh, because it's not only a job to him, it's a passion. Right. So, you know, when there's a lot of people in this industry like that, I mean, John Kyle standing over these guys, you know, they didn't get to doing what they're doing because trying to just spit it out. They're right. it's a passion for them. They really love what they're doing. Um, I mean, it helps that they have the, the, the like the most. Uh, you know, they've been sold. So that's a that's going to be a new change. So we got right. that coming up. So we're looking forward to how that comes out with us and. Uh, continuing to support them as they supported us in the past. Yep. Uh, some new barrels, you know, uh, Brooks. You know, they've been around forever. Uh, yep. But I I've, kinda, heard, I've heard great things about Brooks. I mean, I usually, you know, pretty much I'm a stocking dealer. I've got Hawk Hill. I've got Benchmark. I've got Crager. I've got uh, Brooks. Uh, all those are in stock. I mean, probably got I don't know 150 barrels in stock. Uh, Impact and Lone Peak Actions in stock. Uh, but those are for bills, you know, try to keep everything. If, yep. If you called me today and said, hey, I want a complete build, I, I've got the parts. Nice. You know, so uh, try to do those kind of things to support my guys. Uh, the shooting industry has become real time prevalent. So it's yeah. like if, you know, nobody wants to wait on anything. No, uh, and I think that's I think that's a, a societal thing is like, oh, we can get something in two days from Amazon. Why can't I get my barrel in? yeah in two days or a week or like things take things take time especially when they're done right exactly and i mean and and you know and and i yeah i don't have a this fast lead time as i even like sometimes but what i try to do is i try to support the guys that are shooting prs and uh i tell anybody that's you know wanting a hunting rifle or something like that i said you know my my match rifle guys come first Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just the way it is. Uh, I'll p- it might start on your rifle, and I have to stop because another one's coming in. Because these guys do it every weekend, uh, and they're passionate about it. A hunting guy's got a—he's got a hunting rifle. I want to get his hunting rifle out, make it as accurate as possible. But he's probably got another hunting rifle. That, right. that one week might not hurt him. Right. But uh, these guys could miss a match, or you know, something like that that they've already paid to go to. Or exactly. Uh, so try to cater to them. Um, have you built many NRL Hunter rifles? Yep, uh, NRL Hunter, Hunter rifles in like 6.5 PRC. Okay. Uh, Nathan Cushman, for instance. Uh, yep, okay. Uh, the Cushman stuff, he's one of my shooters as well. Uh, he's been off and on right now, not being able to shoot. A lot of changes going on, buying a house and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So, you know, we all go through oh, it. Oh, yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll get through it. And But he's a great guy, great shooter. Uh, but yeah, did a uh, several for him. Okay, so do you have a shooting team, or is it just shooters that you build their stuff and you're supporting those shooters, or is it an actual like a shooting team? Uh, it kind of started out as more like just uh, guys that I support. Okay, they support me, and I support them. And it's kind of grown and grown and grown, and everybody wants to be part of it. And it's like, uh, you know, it's not how good a shooter you are or how bad a shooter you are. It's how good a person you are. Right. And uh, I try not to have anybody that's representing me that I wouldn't 
feel comfortable with. Right. And these guys will give you the shirt off their back. They'll give you anything they got. I mean, you've got one of one of my guys I know that every time you come through town, you're staying with <laughs> I'm him. I'm staying with him. I mean, <laughs> and that's just who he, it's not just you. It's it's anybody that comes yeah. through it needs something. He's he's there. When we came to the first, when we came to the qualifier the one day, um, one of my buddies came with me and. We were both able to stay at his house. It worked that's, out perfect. That's what I mean. So it's like, you know, and these guys are just great. I mean, and uh, and they've all been that way, all supportive of each other. And, uh, you know, then we got guys that are winning a lot of matches. And, uh, yep. But everybody's shooting good. Uh, everybody's got the same equipment. Everybody's, you know, in it. Uh, some people have the passion to take it to the top. Some people have the passion to stay calm and stay along the middle. And as uh, long as everybody's having fun and that's all it's part of. So who, so are you building center fire and 22 rifles? Yeah, doing uh, quite a quite a few more of the rimfire stuff than what I started out doing. Uh, started out not many rim, rimfire stuff, and now it's gotten to be more and more and more. It, is it more like the Rimexes and the Voodoo's? Or are you doing some 457s as well, it, or it's more or less Rimexes and Voodoo stuff? Okay. Uh, Primarily, mostly, I've done mostly of the Remexes. Most, you know, that's okay. been the, that's been the biggest hit. Uh, like the like the Remex, it's easy to work with. Uh, the guys at Zermatt for Remex are very supportive. Uh, for anybody that needs help, you know, after the fact, you know, with extractors, with anything going wrong, it's like they're right on top of it. And they'll yeah. get you something out immediately. There's no questions asked. You know, so they've been real supportive of the sport. Yeah, for sure. So. Um if you're building, if if somebody says, "Hey, I've got a, a I've got a Rimex action," um, my goal is to do like the NRL 22X type stuff or the PRS uh, 22, where it's not behold to the normal NRL 22 to that just that hundred yards, five stages, mm-hmm. and we're building something that's going to be shooting maybe two to three hundred. Are we? Are you finding barrels that have a different twist rate? like a lower twist rate instead of a standard 16 or are you using like a 12 or a, or a 13 I've used twelve. I've used 12s, I've used 13s, I've used 16s. Uh, pretty much the variety of all. Uh, seeing some pluses and minuses both ways. Okay. Uh, you know, on an average, the the 16s are still hard to beat. Right. And there's a reason, there's a reason the guys who stuck with the 16 for years. Uh, but you know, in a rimfire match, say a PRS, you know, it's still some close stuff in there. So the gun needs to be able to perform at close range. Right. The, a lot of the matches are still won inside that 100 yards. I mean, are lost with inside that 100 yards. Uh, you get out to the 200 range mark, uh, you know, the seeing some improvements, a lot of improvements with the faster twist stuff. But uh, there's still some pluses and minuses with the ammo. Yeah, so in rimfire, sure. it all comes down to the ammo, and if you all comes down to the and ammo, if, if you don't have the ammo that supports the twist at that range, then you're at a deficit. So okay. you, you kind of got to find it. What likes to shoot far? What likes to shoot near? Is there something I can get kind of in between? Okay, and, and work both ways. But uh, got a you know one of my top top uh, rimfire match match shooters right now is uh, Dakota Wright, for instance. Yep. You know she's a 16 year old girl. Uh, I think she's ranked number three lady in the country as a lady. Wow. Uh, so, uh, you know, she'll be going to Italy at the end of this month to yep. compete on the USA team. And uh, done a lot of work with her stuff and going back and forth trying different things. And currently she's shooting a 16-twist barrel. Okay. 
and uh, you know she just won uh, top junior, top uh, lady at the NRL match, at the finale, mm-hmm. and uh, wound up fifth overall in the in the match. So and yeah, well, she did so, really really well. And uh, you know that's a that's a 16 twist sh- uh, shilling ratchet barrel. Okay. Uh, so you know, and uh, then her dad, for instance, uh, he's shooting a, I think it's a 12 twist. Okay. He's shooting a 12 twist Bartland. So, you know, a little bit of everything, uh, Muller Works, Bartlands, uh, even some Brooks rim fire barrels. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yes, a little bit of everything. Trying it all to see what I like and what works best. Okay. So, there's there's definitely some pluses and some minuses when you get into the twist rates on, you know, the, uh, the rim fire stuff. But it really does come down to the ammo. I mean, we can't, we're not, we're not spending the time to reload it. It's way too painstaking of a process um the stuff that's out there shoots good enough and if you want to pay the pay the price for say center x or, or 10x or anything else like that like it is it is what it is you can get you can get the accuracy if you're paying that that amount of money you can send your gun off to lapua and they'll test it with all their stuff and you can buy it by you know the ten thousands mm-hmm. of rounds um so cool so you said that You've got some center fire shooters and you got some rim fire shooters. So let's go through some of your actual shooters that you got on the roster. You said let's start with the rim fire. So you said Dakota was one of your rim fire shooters. Do you have yep. any more of them? Uh, she's she's basically rim fire right now, and uh, she'll be moving into center fire. Uh, okay. Um, doing her center fire rifle for her now. Uh, she's come in with some very good sponsors. Uh, she's got some very good sponsors that's going to support her in her center fire. Uh, Lone Peak, I mean, Lone Peak Actions. Uh, Greg Holloway's reaching over here and touching my leg now. <laughs> I think he's going up my pants leg. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, yeah, she's moving into center fire. So, Lone Peak stepped up, and uh, there's, there's, she's going to be a shooter for Lone Peak Actions. Awesome. Shout out to Lone uh, Peak. So, uh, Lone Peak's supporting her and her endeavors there, and that's a great, great team of guys, too. Uh, Brooks is supporting her with barrels. Uh, so, awesome. she'll, be a, she'll be a Brooks shooter as well. Uh, she's already shooting with a MDT uh, okay. for her chassis and stuff like that. And uh, Collis came on board this year, and uh, she's representing Collis with her glass. Nice. So, uh, she's got a good team. I think uh, Gray Ops uh, doing Gray Ops uh, mounts for her gun okay. and stuff like that for the USA team. Uh, so we'll probably incorporate that as well over into the center fire. Uh, she likes to stay with certain people, and people yep. that help her, she likes to help them. And Absolutely. Uh, but she's been a great, great ambassador so far. Very sweet little girl. Don't talk very much. Uh, I, I have not, I have not met Dakota yet. I've seen, I've seen a bunch of the scores that she shot, and my friend, my friends that went up to nationals, like, um, they were like, they were blown away. They're like, that girl can shoot. Yeah, she was here a couple of weeks ago for the first two-day PRS match we had. Her and her dad came. Her dad actually won the match here. And uh, Dakota didn't didn't have a great day. She had some sorrows that day, but uh, she still did really oh, well, she, though, she, didn't she? Yeah, she did real well. But she, uh, I, she was top. She was fifth, right? Yeah, but in her eyes, she oh know, yeah, in her eyes, she failed herself, you know. So, but uh, but you know, she got through that, and we had some real good video of her. Uh, I mean, she's real smooth behind the gun. She works the boat real well. A uh, lot of pluses. I mean. Uh, you know, and, and she, is she, what she's shooting a Rimax. She's shooting a Rimax. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
shooting a Remax right now. And uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting her behind the center fire. And uh, things go to well, maybe we can get her to the MKM match uh, in a couple of months, maybe next month. Okay. I think they're having the last match there, the final match or something. Yeah, maybe. Where's she? Where's she out of? She's out of Ohio. Okay. She lives in Ohio, and uh, her her goal right now is uh, her main goal is to shoot on the Army AMU team. And uh, that's that's her goal. That's a good goal. And uh, that's what she wants to do. She wants to join the military. And uh, so uh, anything we can do to help her there, you know, get her on the radar, that's that's great because uh, that's that's her goal. That's what she yep. wants to do. I mean, get her shooting in front of Kale and Scott. and Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Figure out what match, yeah. matches yeah. they're going to yeah. and send her. You guys, you guys are out there listening. I mean, let's, let's, let's watch this little girl. I mean. So yeah, I think for sure. A, I think she'd be a plus. Um, so that's your, so that's your rimfire shooter. That's get also gonna be shooting center fire stuff. Yeah, she'll start moving in center fire now. And, okay. And still do some rimfire too. Still do some rimfire stuff. Mm -hmm. Is she your only rimfire right now? Pretty much just hitting it at that level. Okay. A lot, there's a lot of guys out there that's, that's shooting my rimfire stuff. Or again, her dad too. Okay. Uh, and they shoot together and. One thing unique about that team is uh, Dakota and Mark don't shoot in the same squads. They'll split okay. it up. Dakota does all her own stuff. Uh, Mark will go one way and Dakota will go another. So she don't depend on her dad to do any of her, right. any of her dope work. Any of, I mean, she's on her own. So Right. That's awesome. You know, uh, but, you know, moving into center fire, you know, uh, we've got a lot of good guys there. Uh, you know, Greg Holloway that just tried to grab me on my leg over here. Uh, you know, he shoots with us. Uh, <laughs> Matt Yatroska. Yeah, Matt, Matt. Matt's a solid shooter. I yeah. first met him at the first AG Cup. Yeah, it, I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, we've been on a lot of road trips together. You oh, know, I bet. Known him a long time. Uh, Josh Spear, you know, your roommate, the guy that mm -hmm. puts you up all the time. Uh, you know, Josh uh, comes helps me uh, in the shop a lot of times, uh, get stuff built, and he'll help me put them together. He's great at taking triggers apart, putting shoes in. Well, he's a he is a mechanic. Yeah, so that's exactly. I mean, it fits his bill. Yeah, he's you know he's he's a certified airplane mechanic. Yep. You know? And uh, so he's he's he loves doing it. Uh, he helps me with a lot of rifle bedding and stuff like that. Uh, then got a uh, you know Jeff Geary. Uh, you know, hats off to Geary. He's yeah. had a good solid day today. I think he dropped so far today. He's dropped four. And, uh, oh my God. Yeah, he had dropped. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy. He dropped one shot and then all day, and then the last stage he dropped three today. So, uh, oh wow! I don't know where the rest of the field's at right now, but I'm pretty sure he's he's pretty solid. I mean, he yeah, for sure. Uh, I think he made a lot of guys mad today. I heard them messing with him about how they were gonna mess his mess their points up. So, oh yeah, for sure. But uh, but he's been a great solid guy. I mean, a lot of good feedback for Jeff. Uh, uh, been doing a lot of testing. Uh, okay. So I've been doing a, a lot of experimental stuff with him, and I'll, I'll do something up, and I'll send it to him. Here, try this. Go shoot it. Tell me what you think. Uh, I mean, right now, he's got a lot of different stuff. He's He's got anything from 6.5 calibers, 25 calibers, uh, BRAs, dashers. I mean... You name it, I've done it for him. He's okay. got he's got it in his arsenal to, to play with. He so. he does like I've talked to him a little bit, and he does like have a a plethora of different things. Yeah, that he's he's always fiddling with. Like I'll talk like just passing him, be like, "What are you shooting today?" He's like, "Oh, I'm shooting X Y Z." Last time I saw him, he was shooting something completely different. 
Well, we've been trying different things, and it's good feedback from me. And uh, I can I can spin something up for him and send it to him and say, here, see what you think. I mean, is this a plus over the last one, or is this better, or is this worse? Uh, different manufacturer, different barrel, different, you know, just different combinations to see what works the best. Uh, different twist rates, uh, just grooves. I mean, just do yeah, different, different, different free bore lengths, yeah, like all, all kind of, of it. yeah, just getting an idea of different things to play with and been beneficial for me and the rest of my shooters as well that you know he wants to take the time to play because i love to experiment that's right i mean that's my background that's what i do every day we a lot of testing a lot of engineering stuff so that's i really like that that feed of uh knowledge okay so um going back you've got a bunch of these shooters do you do you guys all try and meet up it one match like a main match every year is it this match because a lot of you guys are not necessarily based out of mississippi but you're based out of mississippi so a match in mississippi is kind of like a homecoming for the team where everybody kind of gets together and we can you guys can all kind of do the do the team thing not yet i mean it's gotten is this has gotten so so big so fast it's okay. been it's been really a, like a rush it's been like okay. riding a freight train Oh, uh, wow, okay. I mean, it's been, it's, it's grown so fast and uh, developed so quick, and we we really hadn't. I mean, we all communicate. We all talk. I mean, these guys I talk to two and three times a week, you know, okay. some of them. Uh, I mean, you got, like, uh, Jeff Geary we was just talking about. You got Bradley Grassani's in Memphis. You know, Jeff's, okay. Jeff's in Knoxville. Okay. You got Greg Holloway's here. Matt Utroska's about, you know, 45 minutes from here. Josh Spears from here. Nathan Cushman's uh, up north. Okay. Uh, Braden Mann, he's, yep. he's up north. Uh, just picked up a new guy on, on, I guess, our team or, you know, part of our shooting is uh, Joel Gatley. Uh, you know, Joel's been doing really well. You know, mm-hmm. amateur, won the amateur thing at uh, K&M a couple months ago. Okay, yep. Uh, you know, his, his shooting's really coming along. He's doing a lot of work. Uh, Wyatt Higginbottom, I know you know yep. Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt's a full-time student, so he don't get a lot of you know a lot yeah. of practice time. I mean, he shows up and Dad's got his rifle ready to go, yep. and, and Wyatt shoots, you know, and uh, you know, but he's got a lot of potential. I mean, you know. he's he's been doing really really good. Like I saw him at K and M, and of course that's where his 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 dad works as an instructor and mm-hmm. and helps exactly. out with stuff like that. So like. He's got some world-class education, oh, and yeah, he's getting yeah. a world-class in education. I mean, yeah, I mean, who who better to have you to teach to shoot than Dad? Exactly. And, you know, he teaches at K and M as well. So I mean, yep. it's you know, and then and then you got all the rest of the K and M crew. You got, uh, I mean, so you know, he's around that all this, you yep. know, all the time too. And plus, he's at Mississippi State getting an education. I mean, if you look at his Rachel Precision hat, I got him. It's maroon and gray. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. But uh, now he's he's gonna turn. He's a great kid, and uh, you know he's he's uh, getting him a good education now, and he's got the rest of his life to shoot. Yep. And that's I asked I asked some shooters that like, hey, and and fishermen. Um, so last month July I went to Oklahoma and interviewed saw my family, but I got to interview my my nephew. He's a um, bass fisherman, and he's fishing the junior bass master federation world championship and he's sitting there and fishing and fishing and fishing and this all that's all this kid does is fish mm-hmm. all he does is fish and i'm like you 
you going to try and go pro or like professional or whatever the term is? term is and he's like yeah i'm definitely thinking about it like he just <laughs> they I, it was so cool to watch him fish but i was so bummed because they didn't make the final by like 14 ounces i was like one more fish in the boat would have done it like one more fish in the boat i made a comment today uh laura hand you know yep laura yep shot with uh, her a bunch she's uh, really good and, too and she shoots forest well and uh, uh she's a sweet little girl as well and I uh, made a comment to her dad. I said, "Man, if you just let her drop out of school and can just shoot, <laughs> you know, look at all, look at look how great she could be with get some extra practice and stuff. Just instead of going to school all the time, she just shoot." And uh, I don't think her mom's gonna go for it. Though. No, I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't think she is. So, yeah. But she 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 puts on a clinic. Like I've seen her shoot out at the MPA matches a lot. And she's. Yeah. She's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. She beats me on the regular. <laughs> Beat, I mean, it's not very hard, but she she puts a whooping on me. Um, so you said you like to do a lot of testing, and you're you're testing different twists and barrels and and free bores and things like that. What what do you think the most popular rifle you build for this sport is? Oh, it has to be the Dasher. Dasher? I mean, steel. I mean, it, it just, it has to be the Dasher. Okay. Oh, uh, still a lot of BRs, but, yep. you know, most of you guys that go shoot Dasher for a while, and they, they shoot it and shoot it and shoot it, and then they'll come back and get a BR and say, okay, I'm just going to chill. It's the easy button. Just to okay. shoot a BR, it's the easy button. I can compete with it, and I can have fun with it, and I'm not worried about things. And, uh, you know, Dasher Dasher's still straightforward, but it's a little more finicky than a BR. Okay. Uh, but you do have that extra burst of speed, but now everybody's trying to slow everything back down. Yep. So, but you, you know, with the Dasher, you can still run that thing slow, but you don't have to use a lot of pressure. Okay. So you don't have to, you know, get in environmentals. It's easy. It's, it's, you don't have to worry about it as much because you're running on the low side of it. But, uh, it's, uh, it's still the easy button to shoot Dasher or BR. Okay. So you say, Dasher is probably what you build the more of for this sport. Yeah, and if, you know, if a guy's not reloading, he's uh, still shooting box ammo, and he's wanting to get into reloading eventually, you know, the GT yep. kind of steps in there right for it, you know. Yeah, and, it does. Uh, but those are the ones I usually do the most of, those okay. three. Okay. Um, in, a, in a perfect world, and you were to build a gun from the ground up, for yourself for this game what would you build like what are the components you're going to use <coughs> i'm going to go with uh you know impact or lone peak action okay and uh that's kind of the that's kind of the two unless you unless you really like the different bolt throw you know if you like the right. different the short bolt throw then definitely go to the terminus you know uh then that's going to be the next call but you know barrel wise it's been my go-to has been hawk hill okay uh what uh what trigger are you using uh, Bix, Bix Nandy. Bix Nandy, TaxSport Pro? TaxSport, well, both. TaxSport okay. Pro and a TaxSport. Uh, TaxSport Pro usually goes in all my, you know, uh, competition guns. And uh, even in the hunting rifles, I put, now I'm putting nothing but TaxSports in there. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't go down to the, the next level or nothing. I right. try to stay with that level trigger just because you can go up and down, but still that's a perfect trigger. You know, it's just a yep. perfect trigger. And once you learn how to... Uh, you know, take the triggers apart, clean them, and do all kind of things, and just tune them and keep everything just like they should. It it's a world of difference being able to play with your trigger and right. get it exactly like you want it instead of, you know, having 
a trigger that says do not open and void you your warranty. Void warranty, exactly. Um, chassis or stock? <sighs> That's tough. I'm I'm very partial to my foundation stuff now. Uh, I, I, I uh, feel you. I'm I'm real partial, you know. But you got different guys that have different different needs. Uh, some people like a chassis, and uh, you don't you don't convert a chassis guy to a stock and. If you're a diehard stock guy, you don't convert them to a right. Uh, you know the, the this is the Manners meltdown. So you know you yep. got I got to plug Manners too. Oh yeah. I mean they they make a quality product. So, but you know but my guys uh, tend to shoot uh, foundations. Mm -hmm. A lot of them like the foundations and uh, you know and uh, move over into fields field stuff with the MPA yep. stuff. Uh, you know. I know Greg shoots an MPA. Yeah, he's back and forth. Yep. He's, you know, it's depends, like, depends on the day. It's the day. I mean, Greg, Greg's got a, an arsenal of everything. Yep. So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm liking this, but I don't like this, and here's what I need to change on this. And, yep. Uh, and I know him and John Kyle talk about things all the time about oh, yeah. this stuff. So, 100%. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of, lot of feedback going back and forth. You're going to see a lot of different things coming along the pipe. Uh, but, uh, you know, an MDT, uh, MDT does a lot to support this, this sport. Yep. And, uh they're at a lot of matches, and uh, you know Dakota's one of their shooters too. You know yep. she shoots MDTs, and uh, I think they put out the most content as well. They're always doing uh, those short form videos, and yeah, a lot of lot of help, uh, stuff like that. But you know, if you look at Phil's new podcast, he's got yep with MPA. I mean, man, there's been a lot of good information that's come out of that podcast. If you sit there and listen to a lot of these top shooters and what they do to win, some have no clue why they won. Then others yep. are like he's got a process, and you pick up any little thing out of those processes, it's a it's a it's a tool in your drawer. Oh, for sure. Um, I I think I actually still need to set up a meeting with uh, Lauren and convert all of the the YouTube video to actual podcast and put it on a podcast format for him. Um, we were supposed to have a meeting, but I think one or I think one or both of us got super tied up and in that process but yeah i've i've put it on youtube and then just sat there and listened to it and well you, you look at you look at those two guys I, I hate to rub it in with those guys but you look at foundation what they do for the sport yep they're at every match they support the matches uh you look at uh you feel he's here today uh yep. he supports the matches he supports shooters uh he supports a whole array of tools and stuff for people to buy from him yeah uh, and he's good for the sport Yep. And that's what we're all trying to do is grow the sport for the next level. Um, and then what would be your glass? Uh, the two, I, I still go between Collis and uh, Zico. Okay. Uh, it's Those those are the, out of my shop, uh, I handle uh, uh, Zeiss. I handle Zico, Collis, which is Swaro. Yep. Uh, those are the ones I handle out of my shop. Okay. And, uh, I try to cater any of my shooters to those type glasses and they some of them like other glasses and they shoot them but that's the ones i try to keep people into right uh, zeiss is very good glass very good very good company to work with collis is and they've come on strong in the la this last year with some of their with some of their optics and they and they're coming on stronger they're getting into the sport more uh you got a uh, sierra bullets for instance they're coming on strong yep uh you know they're starting to work on some things they're they realize that hey prs is not something we need to take lightly they're uh, right you know this this sport is growing these guys need help they need bullets 
Uh, so you've seen more 107s. You've yep. seen that stuff. So I know Josh know, changed over to 107s. He's shooting them in, in uh, Dakotas now. Uh, Dakota going with her centerfire. Uh, Sierra Sierra's a sponsored shooter for her. Nice. So she'll be shooting Sierra bullets. Uh, plug them as well for her. So you know, there's they're they're trying to get into the sport and uh and do things for people. So that type of stuff is there. Uh, and uh, just those people like that just need to be recognized and. The more people we help as young shooters, the better this sport will be in the future. Right, because they're just going to bring their ideas and their passion, and and then, you know, maybe they'll become a gunsmith or, I, you know. We're, we're liable to have iPads mounted to the guns pretty soon with oh the young man. guy. I mean, I got a HUD mounted on mine, so an iPod, an iPad or an iPod's probably not far behind it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, so with this match, we shot day one. You've been riding around. What do you think everybody's thought process on the matches so far? Well, from everything I've heard, uh, Greg and Tim, they did a great job with uh, the course of fire. Uh, targets are a little smaller. Yep. Uh, instead of a 12-inch circle, you got a 10-inch circle. Uh, things like that. Just a little bit of a change in the, tar- in the size of the targets. Uh, it's hot. Uh, but these guys have set up... Uh, fans they got these cooling misting water fans yep. set up on the range i think there's three of them on the firing line and they got two under the pavilion uh they've had a uh, unlimited amounts of water and gatorade passed oh, out yeah. to shooters i mean 100%. just uh, it's just been everywhere uh, i haven't been thirsty all day that, it's just been hot it's just been hot and not thirsty it's just <laughs> nothing we can do about that but you know it is called the the magnolia meltdown and uh the, the it is warm the fans we got set up out there today we call that the magnolia cool down there you go so what would you say to the the person they've got they've got a rifle they've got a 308 with a detachable magazine they want to come try this prs thing out what are you telling them come try it out Come out here. These guys will give you anything off their backs. They'll give you their bags. They'll give you the anything you need to shoot with. Try it out. See if you like it. If you like it, don't jump out there and buy the first thing you see. Don't jump out there and buy just something to get you by. Save up your money. Get you the right stuff because okay. you're going to be mad at yourself. You're going to buy it <laughs> twice. You're going to buy it three times. You're going to buy it four times. I mean, yep. you know, at least start with a good action. Yep. I mean. You know, at least start with a good chassis. Uh, you know, start with start with the good fundamentals. You know, and start with somebody that's that's gonna that's gonna do you a good job on your barrel. Whether it's me or anybody, there's a lot of good smiths out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, find you find you some guy that's local to you even that 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 can help you when you need those problems. I mean, because everybody's gonna have some problems. You're gonna have a loading problem, and <laughs> you're gonna blame it on your gunsmith. Or I mean, why are you looking at me when you say you got a loading problem? <laughs> I mean, we sat right in that building last year. I ain't saying anything. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, you know, so you need the, you need somebody that you can pick up the phone and say, hey, wh- what's going on? Am I missing something here? Yep. Is, is, you know, if I got a problem or if I've done something wrong. Uh, and that, that comes, you need that person that's in your corner to help you. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. To get over it. I mean, uh, you know, you a lot of times you don't want to ship stuff all the way across the country if you've got a problem. Right. I mean, uh, whether it's me or anybody, you know, find you somebody that you can fight in it that that, that that you you have that relationship with. Yep. And that's who you need to stay with and work with. You know. 
Yeah, my I, I just did a, uh, a podcast with a buddy of mine, uh, Harrison Servos. He went to gunsmith school in Oklahoma mm-hmm. at the, I can't remember the name of the school, mm-hmm. um, but opened up his own shop. It's on it's on his parents' property, but it's, it's his building. It's all his machines inside. Like, and he just sun up to sundown, okay. just building rifles or doing the the little fix fixes here mm-hmm. and there on other people's stuff. But mm-hmm. he's got a real, real good gunsmith working for him, um, and they just sit in there and they just crank stuff out mm-hmm. and just keep mm-hmm. keep people shooting. I I mean, he's local to me. He's my good buddy. I brought I brought um, I want a, a proof carbon barrel. Mm-hmm. We brought it, brought it over there, did a podcast, and then turned around. And I was like, he's like, cool, we'll get it taken care of when, you know, you're in the queue. I was like, sweet. Like, didn't have to worry about anything. Like, I told him when my next match with that because I want to keep the steel barrel on it for shooting uh, stuff down at Altus, but have the availability to have a carbon barrel so when I go do NRL right. Hunter stuff, I can have a little bit lighter setup. Um, cause I'm right on that ragged edge mm-hmm. of, of the weight be like, yeah, spin me up, spin me up a barrel. Like I can drive to his place and go pick it up. Don't have to f- chip anything. Don't mm-hmm. have to do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Like just nice and easy. You know, but then there's, a, then there's the other side of that. You form that relationship with the person that's way off. Yep. Uh, and if you have that bond and you have that relationship with them, you know, work with them, Yep. work with those people and. And that's what we try to do, too. You know, if you're way off and I'm dealing with you, I'm trying to help you. Yep, you know, for I'm, sure. And, and I, know that, I know that this stuff is very critical to get back to you. So I'm going to do all I can to turn it around and make you happy. Because, you know, uh, one or two days sitting in my shop and then three or four days shipping it back. Yep. That's five days that you've lost. So, yep, for sure. Know, so I have to be advantageous to work with them and, you know, look at ways to get their stuff back to them as quick as I possibly can, too. So here's a question: What a what do you, like you do some gun you do gunsmithing you do precision rifle stuff, but do you do you do the oddball stuff like because I I called around one or two guys and I was like hey I got this forty five seventy and I want you to cut the cut the tube back a half an inch and then thread the barrel for me so I can. Um, screw my rugged suppressor my 45 uh obsidian 45 can on it so i can shoot a 4570 with bare load subsonic just because like can you do that and he was like yeah sure bring it to me met him at a match gave him the rifle signed some paperwork he took it brought it to the next match he brought his can because mine wasn't out of jail yet he's like try it out like i bought the uh i bought the mount because we had the same one uh same suppressor and like he used the mount that I bought to cut the threads to make sure everything was perfect on it, and um, turned out great. And it's a great shooting gun. Everything's everything's lined up super great. Because obviously, if you're putting a suppressor on something that's extending the barrel, so like every, concentricity's got to be all great and, and yeah, is, is best you keep. And I do things like that too. Is when time permits. Yep. It used to be more so of it then than now. Uh, now it's getting into, you know, I'm worried about my tooling. Okay. So, you know, if a guy's bringing a, a hunting rifle in, it's got a hard steel barrel on it, uh, mm, you know, okay. a lot of times you might not want to put it in the machine and 
and chance messing your tooling up. You know okay. that you're running, you're running your stainless barrels on, you're doing your matte stuff on, and so you, I kind of have to play back and forth with that. If I got time, I will. I put it on my manual machine, do something like that. If I don't have time, I'll put it on my CNC machine, and you know I try to run most of my new stuff on the CNC and. Uh, helps me get throughput through the shop as well okay. as holding my tolerances and things that I need to hold. But, you know, a lot of the F-Class stuff I do, I, I, a lot of times I have to swap back and forth. I'll do okay. some of the stuff on the CNC machine and some of the stuff on the manual machine, depending on the caliber and how weird it may be. Uh, but I try to do to help people, but it gets to the, be the point where a lot of the threading stuff I can't get to as much as I used to. Okay. Uh, but, you know, talking... If you go back to talking about some of my shooters I got, you know, the ones I've listed, I'm sure there's somebody I've, I've forgotten just sitting here. It's hard, right. to, it's hard to think. It's you hot know, out. <laughs> and it's hot. You got, I know that, you know, Daniel Brister, I mean, great guy, and him and Renee uh, both, you know, uh, they ride back and forth to matches together a lot, and mm -hmm. they catch a lot of crap from us, you know, about them riding <laughs> together. Uh, but uh, look at him. He's a great-looking guy over there. See him? Look standing? at that beard. Yeah, that beard. it's the red beard that kind of, you know, kind of throws him off <laughs> is he drinking that that miller light that with is, a straw that is a, that is a miller light with a straw look how he holds his little finger see his little <laughs> little finger up yep, yeah there, yep, yeah, there yeah, it goes yeah yeah, yeah see. <laughs> anything else you want to throw out there no i appreciate you for what you do and uh you know thanks for coming to the matches talking to people putting it out there for people to learn and you know, if anybody needs anything, just don't hesitate to call me. Okay. Uh, be glad to help anybody out there and, uh, you know, just help the sport. Where can So where can people find you? Uh, is Facebook it? is usually the best place. Okay. Uh, Ra know, Rachel Precision. Rachel Precision, um, LLC at Facebook. Uh, then uh, telephone number 601-573-2753. Just shoot me a text or give me a call. Okay. Uh, be glad to help whatever I need to help with. Uh, but, uh usually facebook and just messages the way a lot of people send me stuff awesome cool well i super appreciate you coming on here and we're going to go see if we can we can get in front of one of these fans it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't work out with the microphones but Man, thanks and uh awesome appreciate pl you plug out for all those uh, uh manufacturers that help the sport you know oh absolutely the guys that are here and some of the guys we mentioned you know there's, there's hats off to them absolutely will do thank you sir